Welcome to the Health Trip Podcast. My name is Jill Foos. I'm a functional medicine and integrative nutrition health coach. I created this podcast to bring you along as we travel down intriguing science-packed roads, debunking old medical paradigms and perusing new innovative therapies and modalities with the finest functional medicine doctors, practitioners, and like-minded biohackers while living our best life. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Trip Podcast. Have any of your girlfriends ever asked you, how's your vagina? Well, I'm asking today, do you feel estranged from your vagina? Do you like the way your vagina looks? Do you like the way your vagina smells? Does your vagina bring you pain or pleasure? And do you wish your vagina could age backward? Not such a crazy, crazy question, by the way. If you're like me and going through menopause, you may have taken notice of some vaginal changes for the worse. As we move through menopause, our hormone levels drop. Estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone are the three dominant sex hormones that matter most when it comes to having hot, pleasurable, juicy sex. Some women cruise through menopause without a hitch, but most women experience adverse physical, emotional, and psychological issues, such as loss of self-lubrication, thinning vaginal walls, making for painful intercourse, zero to low libido, loss of sexual desire, loss of sexual arousal, fatigue, brain fog, anxiety, depression, night sweats, weight gain, and more. Menopause can literally put the brakes on your sex life. I don't know about you, but I will try pretty much anything to biohack my sex life, my vagina, and my longevity. My guest today is someone that I've been following for a few years now. She is all about having hot sex and never using age as an excuse to not have the best sex of your life, even during and after menopause. We're going to talk about all things related to menopausal sex, including what is actually happening to your vagina during menopause, different regenerative therapies that you may want to include, the best sex toys to use, and myths around sex as we age well into our older years. Susan Bratton, intimacy expert to millions, is a champion and advocate for all those who desire intimacy intimacy and passion their whole life long. She is the co-founder and CEO of two corporations, Personal Life Media, which is a publisher of heart-connected lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills, and The 20 LLC, a manufacturer of organic and botanical supplements that enhance sexual vitality. Susan is a best-selling author and publisher of 34 books, and programs, including Sexual Soulmates, Relationship Magic, Revive Her Drive, Ravish Him, Steamy Sex Ed, The Passion Patch, Hormone Balancing, and Hot to Trot. Susan has been featured in the New York Times and on CNBC and the Today Show, as well as frequent appearances on ABC, CBS, The CW, Fox, and NBC. A medical disclaimer before we start. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice or for making any lifestyle changes to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult with your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any of my guests on my podcast. So sit back, have an open mind, and let's join in with Susan. Hi, Susan. Welcome to the Health Trip Podcast. I am so excited to have you on. Jill, you are just such a doll. I'm happy to be here. And I'm I'm happy you're so gung-ho on the Susan Bratton sexy time plan. <laughs> oh, I am. I am a huge fan. And you know where so I nice. do my my best listening of your podcasts and information is when my boyfriend and I are taking long road trips. Oh, yes. That's because we can great. listen and then yeah. have conversations about it. 
Great. I love that. So what's uh, what's the most interesting conversation that has been one of the catalysts? What, what Where did you end up being very surprised in your conversation with your boyfriend? Talking about foreplay, actually. And as Great. I've aged, my the foreplay is so much more important now and it's yeah. different. And so just expressing through learning different techniques from you and expressing that to him, it's been a total game changer. And I have five grown kids, right? They're 19 to 28. And I am really hoping they are not going to listen to this episode because they're going to be like, mom, really? Come on. Yeah. Well, I actually think it's the opposite of that. I have a 25 year old daughter mm -hmm. and my husband and I are very demonstrative. We talk about sexuality. Obviously, we're in the business of teaching people passionate lovemaking techniques. And our daughter has been so supportive of us. We've normalized having conversations about sex. As a matter of fact, she has a new boyfriend and she's on a WhatsApp with him, WhatsApp video with him 24 mm -hmm. seven. She just mm -hmm. visited for a couple of weeks. And I said, so how's, how's your sex with your new guy? And she said, the best I've ever had so far. It's kind of what I've always been hoping to have and what I knew was out there because of you. And um, he's just a really loving, kind, experimental, fun guy. And he wants to try a lot of new things with me. And I'm really happy with him and I can't wait to see him. And I said, that's so good. Yeah. And I also am participating in my girlfriend's ecstatic birth. She wants to have an ecstatic birth. She's a sexual pleasure coach and a good friend of mine for over two decades. And at 44, she's having her first child wow. uh, through an egg donor that she's carrying to term with her husband's sperm. And we have been doing yoni massage for the last few months together as her uterus ripens. And last night I was massaging her cervix with evening primrose oil which according to, she's at 45 weeks and uh, the baby, it's time for the baby to get going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, which is normal in a home birth. That's a, that's a very normal gestation period when you don't go to a hospital and get induced. And uh, I, I, my daughter was here and she would go pick my girlfriend up and bring her over for her yoni massages. And it was perfectly reasonable for my daughter to do that. And I just feel so blessed that I think what I hear more often is people who are complaining to me that their parents never talked to them about sex. They weren't demonstrative. They didn't showcase any, any sensitivity around their sexuality. And that's actually way more damaging than talking to your kids about yeah. your own sexuality and sh walking the talk of, mm -hmm. I, I am a sex positive person in love making and my sexuality is important to me and, and all those kinds of things. So don't underestimate the power of your influence on your children's sex positivism, because it, it well, really initially they'll bristle and then they'll soften. Well, let me clarify. I have four boys and one girl, my daughter, we talk about all of it, right? Oh, all great. of it. Yeah. Right. And the boys talk to me about a lot of it too. I kind of Good. wish they didn't talk about all of it, but oh yeah, everything is on the great. table. Excellent. Everything. Yeah. So let me clarify that. Good. I've got a great question for you though. Okay. Because I mostly work with women of the age of menopause. Yes. Can women have the best sex of their lives during and after menopause? For sure. 
Uh, at 61 years old, I am having the best sex of my life right now. And my good sex life didn't start till I was 42. Mm. So there's a couple of things. Number one, sex is a learned skill. Sex is actually a combination of techniques, communication skills, and sexual health. And when you have those three things working for you, when you're doing regenerative treatments to reverse the atrophy of aging, so your genitals are in good working order, you've got good lubrication. I have so much lubrication right now that my partner is like, my God, you're wetter than you've ever been. And I'm like, I know it's fantastic because I just went through a Femi Wave series of treatments. I've been using my VFIT, the vagina device that you mm -hmm. and I have that just talked about before mm -hmm. the show. And I've had a number of O shots, the PRP to the clitoral structure. And I'll tell you something, I'm wetter than I was in my 20s. And I love it because even though all sex experts will tell you that your arousal and how turned on you are is not correlated to how wet you are. There are separate mechanisms in your body. When you're wet, it's really nice and it makes you feel super turned on. So what's good is that in menopause, number one, you don't have to worry about getting pregnant anymore. Number True. two, you've got age on your side because you have more time to learn skills and you have, you, you start to become, you go through these different times in your life, you know, in your twenties, it's, everything is new and you don't know what you're doing and it's all fun. In your thirties, you're busy. If you have kids raising them and working on your career and things like that. In your forties, you begin to see, you begin to get a little hint, a little whiff of your mortality. And you're like, oh shit, mm -hmm. I'm not getting the sex I want. I'm going to work even harder to get it. And so many women go through their best sexual awakening in their forties and fifties. And by the time you get to your sixties, You've learned some things. You're less upset about body image issues. You're kind of like, eh, well, it's going to be what it's going to be. And I'm going to love myself no matter what. You stop self-flagellating over your, you know, I should be perfect things and just let that go. And you just have more confidence generally because after menopause, you've got a more a higher testosterone to estrogen ratio typically. So you want, you tend to want more sex and you're just more confident in yourself. And so all of those things kind of come together at a confluence that you have this, you can have, if you want it, this massive sexual expansion in your cusp of menopause and through menopause. Yeah. So you mentioned um, the testosterone being higher after menopause, but yeah. in my experience and the women I work with, yeah. as our, as we go through menopause, our hormone levels are dropping, which greatly affects our yeah. libido and the ability to produce all this self-lubrication. And so let's just yeah. circle back a little bit on talk about that. for most women going through menopause has a lot of adverse physical, emotional, and psychological reactions. And so you're not feeling great about yourself. You're not feeling so sexy and you're not really turned on. Well, there's two things. One is that I am such a proponent of bioidentical hormone replacement. I love my testosterone. As a matter of fact, we're recording here early in the morning and I've just put my testosterone on my clitoris and labial structures. I've just put my estrogen cream inside my vagina. I've just taken a little progesterone. I didn't notice it helped me sleep at night, particularly I'm a great sleeper. So I just mm -hmm. take it all at one time when I'm taking the progesterone. And uh, gosh, I just, <clears throat> that just solves that problem problem for me that solved yep. that problem but the thing that women don't recognize which i'm sure you're clued into is the idea is the is the understanding that 
sexuality and sexual pleasure and lubrication, especially lubrication, the thickness of your vaginal mucosa is tied to estrogen, but your lubrication is actually tied to how much blood flow you can get to your pelvic bowl, which is a, is a, um, which is tied to your nitric oxide production. And by the time you're 50, you've got half the nitric oxide production yeah. you did when you were 20. So women are often thinking it's my hormones when in fact, it's actually loss of nitric oxide production that's keeping the blood plasma from seeping through the vaginal mucosal lining and wetting the vagina, which is a muscle, not a gland. It's not self-wetting. You need the blood flow. So that kind of physiologic piece of things is one side of the coin of mm -hmm. diminished libido. But the second side of the coin, and I often think even a more powerful side, because you can add lubricants and things like that and do a lot of yoni massage and warm up yeah. to get things moving, et cetera. It's that we women have been having what I call patriarchal sex our whole lives instead of matriarchal sex. Mm. And you mentioned something before the start of the show when I asked you what what it was that you liked best about my teaching, because I always love to know what people are getting out of my work, because it's mm -hmm. so vast, yeah. <laughs> so much, I cover so much ground. And you were talking about how the importance of foreplay as you age has become really a paramount piece of your sexual uh, approach to having pleasurable sex. Yes. And patriarchal sex is what I call grab a boob and stick it in. And it's rushed because they're horny every day. They've got more testosterone than we do. They masturbate daily. Typically, if they're healthy, they've got morning mm -hmm. wood. They're, you know, our, our male-bodied partners are ready to go. Mm -hmm. We're on a 28-day cycle. Even after menopause, we still cycle with the moon. And we, uh, we have 20 to 30 minutes it takes us to get full erectile function in our vulva because yeah. we have nooks and crannies of our erectile tissue rather than one straight shot like a penis does. So mm -hmm. we have slower hemodynamics, especially if we don't have enough nitric oxide. Mm -hmm. So it takes us longer and we've been rushed for sex our whole life. And so, and so many women, Jill, they, they don't have orgasms from intercourse. So they've been having intercourse with their partner without having orgasms from it. And why would they want to keep going? It's been a grand disappointment. And right. I'll tell you that I talk to even a lot of female doctors who say to me, I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm 60, and I've never had an orgasm from intercourse. And recently I, I was talking to a female doctor friend who I'd met her at an event and she confided in me. I've never had orgasms from intercourse, but I know you say that it's a learned skill, but I have tried everything and I just can't do it. And I said, okay, let's dive into this. And I kind of went through the whole thing with her. And what I realized was that it was a limiting belief of hers. She believed she could not mm. have orgasms from intercourse. And that that was really her issue was that she had justified that, hey, it was all going to be okay. Everything was fine. She enjoyed the closeness. And I was like, screw the closeness, have an orgasm, girl, you can do it. I want you to get back in there and try yeah. again, because it's your limiting belief now that I've identified as holding you back. You mm. came up with the belief that you couldn't, and now you can't. And I want you to try again. I'm holding space for you, for mm -hmm. your success in this, because it's literally about getting enough blood flow and enough foreplay and enough safety and enough connection for you and the right 
intercourse techniques, which I have been writing a lot about intercourse techniques because men think about our vaginas like an inside out penis. They're just Mm. "Eh, eh, eh, eh," like it's a tunnel or something. And it's not, it's a little pocket. And when I start to describe the anatomy of the female physiology to partners, uh, men and women, people across the gender spectrum of penis owners and vulva owners. And they're like, oh, wow, I never thought about doing that during intercourse. Oh, I never thought about that during intercourse. Oh, I didn't realize that's how it works. And once you get a couple of good techniques, you get a rethinking of the timing. You learn that women need encouragement and they need support and security and the right environment men honestly they can have sex anywhere anytime at the drop of a pants you know at the drop of their pants um generally if they're healthy but for women we need more we're not living in men's bodies so we've been having men's bodies type of sex and Mm. that's easy to let go so between the foreplay techniques and the intercourse techniques i can get any woman to do what i call crossing the gasm chasm closing the orgasm gap that Dr. Lori Mintz so beautifully talked about in her TED talk, which is how easy it is for mm-hmm. men and how hard it is for women to have orgasms. And so I think in menopause, when women are like, ugh, it hurts, I don't have any lubrication, and it hasn't been that great, um, those things are all coming together at once. And that's really, I think, what the biggest issue is. Yeah. And we're going to talk about some of those regenerative therapies um, in a few minutes, because I'm all for them. You know, when in my opening before you and I jumped on together, I said, I'm all about doing whatever you have to do to make sure that you age with a great hot sex life, because it's fun, (laughs) right? You know, if it's not fun, what's the point? So I think it's really important that you um, talked about balancing out the sex hormones, getting the blood flow right. Yeah. And you've often talked about the gut microbiome and the vaginal microbiome as well. So let's just touch on that for a couple minutes too, because I don't think women really see the connection between what they eat and how that translates to a healthy, um, hot sex life. Okay, good. Let's, let's do that. I was thinking too, do you ever remember a show called the newlywed game? Yes. So was it Bob Barker? Yeah. Yeah. Bob Barker. He, um, they used to talk about sex on the newlywed game and they would call it making whoopee. Right. Do you remember that? Making whoopee. Yes. Yes. And, um, I wanted to give your listeners, um, the link to go find my intercourse techniques because they're free. And I've written a series of articles called making whoopee 3.0. And I do the 3.0 for guys because guys think they already know what they're doing and they don't but testosterone makes them overly sure of themselves. So they think they're a Mm -hmm. nine or a 10 and they're a six or a five. And so I call it 3.0, like, oh yeah, you've already got all the 1.0 and the 2.0. This is Mm -hmm. 3.0 stuff that you might not know. Just to appeal to men because they're they're, they're just dudes. You got to, I love them all. And you got to hit them where they are. So make it, excuse me, make him whoopee 3.0 is at personallifemedia.com. That's my main website where I've written thousands, literally thousands of articles, Jill. And uh, if you go in the search box and you type in Whoopi, (laughs) W-H-O-O-P-E-E, 
I should really rename the whole thing. It was a little colloquial. Um, you can find all these inter intercourse techniques that you can teach your partner to do if they're male bodied and things you can do like crouching mm -hmm. tiger, squatting lion, glissando, the heart tongue method. I've got all these different fun things, which will really help you cross that, ca that gasm chasm. And then the other piece I want to just clean up on our first part of the mm -hmm. conversation is that in addition to publishing passionate lovemaking techniques, I have a sexual vitality supplement company and I make two supplements. I make the two supplements for sexual vitality. One of them is called Flow, and I want to send you some. And it is a nitric oxide booster made from organic fruits and vegetables, not from corn liquor, from a pesticide-laden mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Chinese field put in a vat and turned into citrulline. So um, I'll send you some bottles of Flow, and I have a special link for your listeners. It's Buy Flow mm. Now, B-U-Y. F-L-O-W-N-O-W. -O -W. And that's Great. my special podcast discount link for women. And when Great. women start taking nitric oxide and they top up their nitric oxide, <clears throat> all of a sudden they're like 10 days in and I'm wetter than I've ever been. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is fantastic. I'm feeling more orgasmic pleasure again. Once that blood flow starts getting back into the pelvic bowl, you really experience Great. It helps you cross that gasm chasm. It helps you have much better yep. sex and much better orgasm. So I wanted to clean that up. And then as far as the gut microbiome and the vaginal microbiome, yeah, it is very much that your entire sexual function, both your neurotransmitters, as well as your hormones are all tied to gut function. And yep. there is, I, I really feel like in today's age that we have to be eternally vigilant around remediating our gut biomes because we have such an onslaught of endocrine disruptors from pollution yep. and toxins as well as just not getting the amount of nutrients in our foods that we used to even when we're making organics. As a matter of fact, uh, Dr. Nathan Bryan, who is really the world's thought leader in nitric oxide, um, he did a test of organic vegetables and non-organic vegetables and measured their nitric oxide, basically the nitrates mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. the nitrites in the vegetables. Leafy green vegetables and beetroots are what give what turn into nitric oxide in your body. And he said that whether it was organic or not, it didn't matter. There would be different amounts of nitrites in different different vegetables from different parts of the country. You could look at romaine from California and romaine from mm -hmm. you know, the East Coast and it would be an entirely different profile, but that there just aren't the same amount of nutrients in them. And that's why he started developing nitric oxide supplementation mm -hmm. and recommending it. So I just think it's really interesting that even if we don't use antibacterial mouthwash and we don't take acid right. blockers and we don't use fluor fluoride toothpaste and we eat our leafy green vegetables, we still have, we're missing the things we yep. need in our food supply to make the stuff we need to make, which is why having a functional approach to supplementation is kind of a thing you have to do these days. Absolutely. It all matters. This is a multi-layered approach to overall health and great sex. It all matters. Yeah. And I, I like to make my own yogurt in the morning. I, I have a smoothie for breakfast every morning that I put, I put so much collagen in there and so many, <laughs> so many green powders and vitamin C's. And I'm taking that urolithin A, the MitoPure from Timeline. Mm -hmm. I'm loving yeah. their whey powder right now. 
um, which helps with mitophagy, which helps you build muscle. Cause I'm very focused in my sixties on being like, I'll never be muscly. I'm a, I'm a, a, a fairly, if, if I'm not fat, I'm lithe, I'm tall and thin, uh, but uh, so I don't build big muscle, but I'm strong and I'm focused on that because I really feel like the gut and the muscle are going to keep me solid and having a great life till I'm a hundred. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. When I work with women and they show up for um, a session with me and tell me they just want to age naturally, I yeah. think to myself, no such thing anymore. If you yeah. want a vibrant, healthy life, it is, it's all encompassing. It's, it's everything. It's making sure you get your sleep. It's managing your stress. It's taking supplements based on your micronutrient deficiencies. It's how your mindset is working. It's all the things. It is. So I want to pivot uh, um, yeah. into our, a different direction. I heard on one of the podcasts with you um, that you, there is a difference between libido, desire, and arousal. And I yeah. thought this was really interesting because I didn't know that they were very different. And so I wanted you to um, just break those down for the listeners because I thought it was fascinating. Thank you. Yeah, I kind of came to that epiphany when, you know, I have to make a lot of distinctions when I speak about our sexuality. Mm -hmm. And so the more distinctions I can make, the better frameworks people have for thinking about their sexuality. And mm -hmm. one of the things I want women to do is feel like, here's what happens with women. When women struggle sexually, from being in this patriarchal, not getting enough of the things we need, the way our body works, kind of sex, sexuality in the world today, um, porn induced, all the stupid crap we see in television. I can't even watch the movies. My husband's like, oh, she's not going to like this. Because <laughs> it's just so, there's never any foreplay. There's never any right. fondling. There's never any petting or stroking or kissing or uh, adoration or words of appreciation or foot rubs or any of the stuff I need to get turned on. <laughs> right. If Except it, except if you watch porn from the 70s, right? That that was real porn. I can't watch this this stuff that's going on now. It's, it's to me it's like watching Barbie and Ken. It's it well it's degrading to women. Yeah. Time magazine did a study that said that 96% of over 300 samples of pornography showed acts degrading to women. And this is what our mm. young men are being raised yeah. on and our young women now too. They think this is what sex is, which is a bummer. Yeah. But um, going back to libido, desire, and arousal, this distinction is that there. I always think about it kind of like the Olympic goal, the Olympic logo with the three intersecting circles. That's called a Venn mm -hmm. diagram statistics. Mm -hmm. And um, the three interlocking circles, you're in the middle and you've got a libido, you've got your desire, and you've got arousal. And libido is the body-based piece of it. It's like the Mike Myers, am I horny, baby? You know, it's like, does your body, is your body horny? Do you want sex? Are you like, I'm kind of horny. If you're not feeling that, that's directly attributed to your gut microbiome, right? It's, it's, it's that and any traumas that you've had, right? Any emotional traumas that you've had, which are also enteric, they're in your body too. So libido is the other side of the same coin as your overall health. I can track the level of my health by how turned on and how much sex I want. When I want a lot of sex, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling good. This is awesome. And when I don't feel well, I'm like, eh, I don't feel like having sex because I just don't feel well right now. So I give myself a break and I work on my recovery and I take care of myself and I get my sleep and then I feel better. So that's libido. Desire is the emotional piece of it. It's how do I feel about myself? 
Mm -hmm. Am I beating myself up? Am I saying, oh, you fat bitch, you're so ugly? Or am Mm -hmm. I saying, hey, you're perfect just the way you are. Your body's an amazing thing. You're a beautiful woman. You look great. Everybody loves you. You're good. You know, and how do I feel about my partner? Am I pissed off at them? They're not doing the things. Are they Mm -hmm. letting me Mm -hmm. down? Are they not living? Are they not meeting my relationship values? Um, You know, what's going on there out of the bedroom? Because it all comes into the bedroom. And so that's desire and desire. Sex is a mind game, Jill. It's uh, even just the notion of keeping yourself out of your head and getting into your body, which our male partners are very good at doing that for us if they're good in bed. They're very good at helping us just surrender to our pleasure, let everything go because our estrogen monkey minds want to think about 3000 things at once where our dudes, our dudes are like single focus straight Mm -hmm. ahead. You know, they're Mm -hmm. just, sex is so much easier for them than it is for us in many ways. And they just need to understand how to get us into our bodies and help us relax. So that whole mindfulness practice of focusing on sensation and pushing away thought and staying in pleasure is a very important part of desire. And it's a learned skill, getting control over that monkey estrogen mind of ours in the bedroom. And then does, and then uh, arousal is this whole notion that I, that I touched upon earlier, where guys have fast hemodynamics, they're horny, they've mm-hmm. got testosterone, they're ready to go. And we have a much slower climb to our arousal. But once we get up there, once we climb that stair step up, we can really go and go and go. I mean, our bodies, both male and female, have the ability to have 20 different kinds of orgasms. So Mm. if we're having one, we can start doing orgasmic cross training and add more types of orgasms in being able to come from different types of stimulation. There's three categories of orgasm. There's uh, the the locations you touch. Can I have nipplegasms? Can I have orgasms from making out with my lover? Can I have orgasms from clitoral stimulation, G-spot stimulation, vaginal orgasms, cervical orgasms? I mean, there's all these different types of orgasms. Then there's techniques female ejaculation, expanded orgasm, erotic hypnosis. These are avenues, paths, body-based, technique-based paths to orgasmic ecstasy. A lot of the tantric work and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then there's objects of desire. Objects of desire are things like sex toys. We have so many. I'd like to teach women the five sex toys that must be in your pleasure chest so that you can orgasmically cross train in your self-pleasuring and then bring these toys into your partnered play to expand your orgasmic pleasure during partnered play. And that whole piece of arousal is very important for us. It's understanding it takes us time and allowing ourselves and teaching our partners how to give us the the stimulation and the adoration and the security that we need to get up there so we can start to have so many great orgasms that we basically have orgasm brain. I love to have orgasm brain where it takes me sometimes a half an hour to an hour to just kind of come back to earth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and gather myself, gather my wits (laughs) to get back on with my life. I can remember, it's funny, I just heard, I just got a phone call from one of my 
best mentors. I've been very lucky to have some incredible mentors in the sexuality space, like the orgasmic cross-training concept where I added it in using vibrators was Sherry Winston, who wrote Women's Anatomy of Arousal. And yesterday I got a call from Dr. Patty Taylor, who, who wrote our expanded orgasm program that teaches you how to have an expanded orgasm practice with your partner, which is to me, one of the cornerstones of keeping your libido and desire going your whole life long as you age. We could talk about that in parking lot. And if you want to, or I come back on, it doesn't matter, but you can go to expandherorgasmtonight.com to learn more about that. There's some downloads, expandherorgasmtonight.com that teaches that practice. And Patty called me yesterday. And I remember that, God, nearly 20 years ago, I called her and I was like, Dr. Patty, I'm afraid I'm going to come too much and I'll never be able to come back from it. <laughs> and she said, it's okay, Suze, let go and just go right there with it. I said, I feel like I'm out in this dark outer space place of not knowing what's coming next. And I'm standing on a ledge and I'm about to step off into space and I don't know what's going to happen to me. Will I be able to recover from coming this much? <laughs> wow. Not a bad problem to have. <laughs> and not, and how great that I had a mentor I could call. Right, about it, right. Right. Exactly. She literally did her PhD in the expansion of female orgasm. Mm. And uh, so since that time I have called my, she said, go, go out, you'll come back. It may take you a little, it may take you an hour mm -hmm. or two to recover, but you'll come back. And uh, cause I was like, I'm not going to be able to work if I come this much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm an ambitious woman. I have to write thousands of sex techniques over the next couple decades. Right. And so <laughs> she said, go off and, and, and let yourself go out there. And since that day, I've called myself an orgasmonaut. I mm. like to go to the far reaches of outer space and come back with the map to the territory mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that I can show you what the steps are. To what is this thing and how do you have it? Because that's all sex is. Sex right. is we have this massive capacity. How do I do it? And that's what I love is to just be like, here's how you do it. That's right. what I love to do. So speaking of sex toys, can yeah. women become too dependent on them? You know, there's a lot of women who are not in relationships and who rely on self-pleasure. Uh, even women who are in relationships should also practice self-pleasure. It's really important. Um, but can we become too dependent? No, not at all. It's just the opposite. I mean, there is a moment where if you're driving your clitoral nerve endings, you've got 10,000 endings in the, in the tip of your clitoris, but you've got tons of nerve endings, your whole clitoral body, which by the way, if I took it out of your body and put it in your hand, it would cover the palm of your hand. Your clitoris mm -hmm. is an organ the size right. of the palm of your hand, which women are, aren't necessarily thinking about. They're thinking it's this little tip, the glands of the clitoral right. body. And um, if you stimulate it too much, you will need to rest and let your nervous system reset. But it doesn't make it harder for you to, to have orgasms with a partner. It actually makes it easier, which is why I like the five vibrators of orgasmic cross-training. Because when you activate all of the tissue of the vulva, then you are able to have stimulation. Look, our guys, as much as they like to touch our clitoris and touch our vulva, 
sometimes they're in the channel between the two lips and sometimes they're in the middle and sometimes I mean I've been giving ecstatic birth massages to my girlfriend helping her you know feel the pleasure of her pregnancy and um I I, I'm I'm hit or miss on where my fingers are sometimes I'm working on all of the places and everything Mm -hmm. and so when it all feels good when you're used to activating it all, it all feels good and you can touch anywhere. You can t- you can rub your fingers down the very edge of my inner labia and I'll have an orgasm. You could stroke like windshield wipers across the hood, right over the top of the hood where the shaft is under there on my vulva and I'll have an orgasm. You can stroke the mons. You can knead my outer labia between your fingers and I'll have an orgasm. And that's simply just that I've activated the tissue both through manual pleasuring as well as using a lot of variety of toys. So I'd feel remiss if I didn't quickly trip through the five. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we are all sitting on the edge of our seats. Let's do it. Here's the five. Okay. First one is an air stimulator. Wait, let me just, um, let me interrupt you by saying for the listeners, if you go over to the YouTube channel and watch this version and not just the audio, you're going to see what Susan is showing us as well. Okay. Continue. Perfect. Oh, I'm glad I did my hair today. (laughs) Um, This is the womanizer. And they own the patent on air stimulation. And this is basically a clitoral sucker. Mm. It is wonderful. They also have one called the Duo, which has a G-spot stimulator. The intensity of orgasm that you get from this is unbelievable, Jill. If you don't have one of these, this is your neck. Now that you've gotten your vagina device, the V-Fit, you're going to have to get one of these. Okay. Uh, Number two is I also recommend uh, for cross-training a, what's essentially a rabbit which is, um, and these are from Fun Factory and there's two sizes. There's the Miss Buy and the Lady Buy. It depends on the size of your vaginal pocket. Um, Some women have a small vaginal pocket and some women have a giant one. That would be me. I'm a big girl and I got a giant vagina. So I like the Lady Buy. It's a vibrator inside the vagina and a vibrator outside on the clitoral uh, mm. structures outside. And this stimulates two areas simultaneously, which activates the yoni, yoni being the vulva, tantric word for the for the vulva. The next Wait, let me ask you something, yeah, Susan. Sure, How sure. does that one differ from like a dildo? Yeah. So um another one that I like is mm. more of a just a general penis shape. Got it. Um, so a, a penis-shaped vibrator. And in this particular case, this one is from Fun Factory, and this is called a thruster or pulsator, and it uses a magnet that sends the thing in, basically in and out of your vagina a little bit. It's kind of more like an intercoursey type of an mm. experience, and and it has a little pop on it. This is called the tiger. This has a little popped knob on it to stimulate the G spot at the entrance to your vagina, and you can actually put this in your vagina and use it hands free if you wanted to self pleasure your breasts or you wanted to put a vibrator on your clitoral structure externally. And this is really good for women who are like, I think my vagina fused shut. I haven't had sex in so mm-hmm. long. I'm the, I'm starting to date and I'm afraid I won't mm-hmm. be able to have intercourse. Mm-hmm. Um, if it hurts, then we want to talk about the vagina device that we'll get to in a minute, but that's right. not a sex toy. It's a, it's an actual FDA yeah. class two medical device for vaginal rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. But if you're good to go to have something inside you, this helps you cross that gasm chasm from 
intercourse too. the thruster does mm. because you're starting to come from being penetrated and from movement in your vagina. So that's number three. Number four is something also from Fun Factory. They're a brand that I really like. Yeah, they have a have. great company. They are, they're yeah. a great company yeah. and the quality of their products, they're not going to be full of toxins. They're right. going to have really, they make their own silicone. Um, this is called the Volta and it's kind of like a motorboat for your clitoris. And for the mm. women who love the womanizer and would never give it up, there's another whole camp of people who love the Volta and they would never give it up. It's like a liquor. Mm -hmm. And so that's also nice. But those two are really direct clitoral stimulation where mm -hmm. the lady by miss by combo and the tiger the pulsator these are more internal they're mm -hmm. awakening the internal area of your vulva which is also very important and then of course there's g-spot and mm -hmm. um, this particular one is a G-spot wand that is a pulsator with a G-spot pad. You could use the Womanizer Duo. You could use this there. But just having something that focuses on the urethral sponge, your vagina, your vulva has three erectile tissue systems. Uh, your male body partner has three straight erectile tissue chambers in his penis, you have three erectile tissue systems in your vulva. You've got your clitoral body, the structure of your clitoral body, which has a head, a shaft, arms, and legs. And then you have your urethral sponge, which people call a G-spot. It's not a spot, it's a tube that goes up inside your vagina from, from inside the vestibule where you open your little labia. And when you open mm -hmm. the doors, if you will, that's the vestibule. Mm -hmm. When you go on the face of it, there's some G-spot there. And when you go inside your vagina on the roof, there's G-spot there. So you want right. to activate that because that's your second erectile tissue body. You want to get the blood flow to that. And then there's a third erectile tissue body between the bottom of the floor of your vagina and your rectum that is also very sensitive. So essentially your vagina is wrapped in erectile tissue. I call it the golden bracelet. It's wrapped in erectile tissue, which is why when it's engorged and you've got good blood flow, you're taking your nitric oxide boosters, you're eating your vegetables, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're doing, you're getting manual massage, you're using your vibrators, you're engorging the tissue. When you get your vulval erection, all that tissue's plumped up so that when that penis goes inside you, it feels unbelievable and starts triggering orgasmic contractions. So G-spotting is very important. And then of course, it's also really good to have a large vibrator of some kind, a magic wand style vibrator, mm -hmm. because you want to engorge the mons and the outer labia and the perineal area, because stimulating all that, I mean, you can have orgasms from someone just squeezing the outer labia and stimulating them together. And it gives you the most incredible orgasms from that. So moving away from tip of the clit focus to just mm. giving mm -hmm. yourself an orgasm, you know, really working that thing mm -hmm, too. Mm -hmm. I'm spreading and activating all the neural pathways to my largest sex organ, my brain. That's what's going to give you that on-ramp to being a massively multi-orgasmic woman with the stimulation of the toys that carries over into partnered sex, making you more confident, more easily orgasmic, and you can always bring the toys with you into partnered sex. One of the, my right. favorite things is to put an, put a, a vibrator on my clitoris 
while I'm being penetrated. And oh my God, that's so nice. I've got a couple of different uh, toys that I love for that. Some are low profile, some are giant. And um, that can be really good too. That helps you cross the gasm chasm. I've often heard you talk about the NOS one. Yeah, the NOS. Oh, NOS. Okay, Uh thank you. I don't know if I've got that one here in my bag of tricks. Oh, I love the bag of tricks there. I know. <laughs> I've got, awesome. I've got, I've got a, I've got all kinds of, they've got a oh crazy little, this is a, a penile <laughs> extender. I help a lot of men reverse atrophy of age. It's like kinky show and tell. I love it. <laughs> it's not even. And what, what's it? What's, oh. This is the yeah. womanizer duo. I was telling oh, you right. about it. Stimulate your clitoris while it vibrates your G spot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, intense pleasure from that thing. Go ahead. What were you going to say? And what's the deal with butt plugs? Butt plugs. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really nice um, butt plugs. Here's the nose and I'll show you a really good butt plug. So this is the right. nose NOS. And this is my favorite couples toy for partner play because mm. it is essentially a cock ring that goes down on the base of his penis. And so there's two basic ways you can have intercourse stroking one and Jill fantastic for going all the way with me on this you're doing a fantastic job I love the space you're holding for your women to hear all of these things let's do it I mean let's bring it all to the table because no one's talking about it and it's so perfectly normal and natural. There's Absolutely. no reason why you wouldn't want to be taking it. I mean, I use an oral irrigator. I use an electric toothbrush. I, do, I use a regular toothbrush. I'm going to use sex toys too. I'm not going to not use the latest right. gadgets for pleasure. These are, are you know, pleasure. 100%. It's, it's good for you. Yep. <laughs> so the nose is great because it, um, when you make love, especially when you become more confident and instead of having your partner doing all the stroking, you're taking control and you're learning how to use their penis for your pleasure and giving you the strokes and stimulation you need, finding your way to the kind of strokes and stimulation you need with intercourse is, is, is like a next natural evolution of your sexuality. Some women naturally go there. They're very used to riding cowgirl and doing all mm-hmm. these things. And other women are like, I don't know, I've really pretty much just been missionary my whole life. And I, mm-hmm. I'd like to try more. And so one of the things I like about these penis rings is that If you're on top of him and you're missionary, but you're on top and you're facing him, he can be kissing you, telling you how beautiful you are, playing with your breasts and nipples, holding on to you, helping move you with rhythm. You can decide the rhythm that feels good to you. And what you need to do is just tune into your body's wisdom. She knows what she wants and she will Mm -hmm. tell you. Just listen to her. And over time, you'll get really good at communicating with your own yoni. And what you can do is you can slide up and down but you can also go all the way down and grind and the grind doesn't have to be hard it can be just moving deeply so Mm -hmm. that he's deeply inside you while you're making contact with your clitoris on the vibrator at the base Mm. of the shaft of his penis and I like to make out while I'm doing that that's also really sexy because your mouth and your breasts and nipples are directly connected to your clitoral structure via your nervous system. So you're going to engorge and bring blood flow from the inside out. It's called an everted clitoral erection. When you're also stimulating with mouth, lips, tongue, breast nipples, that's in, that's expanding your clitoral structure. So you're feeling more pleasure. Mm. So the nose is my number one favorite partner toy. Great. And then 
for the buns, I like this product called the Plex, P-L-E-X from Hot Octopus. And this is a remote controlled vibrator that can be inserted into your anus or your partners for prostate massage. And I don't have it right here, but it comes with a wristwatch, a little wristwatch with a remote control on it. So you can start slow and turn it up. It has a mm. fair a flared base and it's very nice for delivering internal stimulation to and and many women are really wired for anal pleasure in addition to vaginal and clitoral pleasure and they love the extra stimulation of a toy inside them especially a vibrating toy and our male body partners right now according to I have I have something called the sex life bucket list and by the way, all the links to all of these products are on the Sex Life Bucket List. If you go to sexlifebucketlist.com, you can download a PDF that I've created that has 48 erotic play dates of fun ideas for things to do in the bedroom, including mm -hmm. all 20 kinds of orgasms, all kinds of fun things, and um, exploring your back door. And for men, I asked them, okay, well, what were, what were your top things you wanted to do? It's kind of like you make this little bucket mm -hmm, list mm -hmm. from the, from the 48. And I ask guys all the time, well, what was on the top of your list? And their number one thing is anything she wants to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then number two is I'd like to explore my prostate. Mm. And their number three is I'd like to become a multi-orgasmic man. Mm. And 96% of women who follow me say, I would like to support my man in becoming multi-orgasmic. I would like them to learn the me breath technique we teach and then have it during lovemaking support them in becoming multi-orgasmic, learning how to connect their heart to their penis and pull the energy up into their body and send the energy through the sexual orgasmic pleasure through their body instead of out their penis in an ejaculation. I'd like them to learn how to separate ejaculation and orgasm because mm. those are just two separate parts of the right. system. They're right. not connected. They just conflated them in their mind that, oh, I, if I have an orgasm, I have to ejaculate. And then sex is over for her. So she, right. once she starts really enjoying intercourse and it feels so good, she wants it to go a long time. So these are just some interesting little tidbits. Yeah, absolutely. The buns. Is there an optimal amount of times women should be either having intercourse or if they're not in a relationship in term, um, how many times they should self-pleasure a week, a month? Yeah. I mean, I really think that, um, try and set the goal of maybe two times a week that you're either self-pleasuring or having intercourse because two or more is going to allow your body to hold some of that engorgement and expand the neural pathways to your body to your mind-body connection of pleasure. Mm -hmm. um, less frequency, it's going to just take longer, more frequency, and it's going to build on itself and you're going to find more and your pleasure is going to really start accelerating. So, you know, I don't like to prescribe anything for anyone like you should do this or you have to do this, but a minimum of two times a week will really kickstart your libido. And when you start to have good sex, you want more sex. And when you right. want more sex, you have more sex. And when you have more sex, it gets better. And it's just a self-fulfilling, positive, virtuous yep. cycle yep. when you do that. Right. Well, let's talk about these uh, sexual regenerative therapies that are available right. to women, because these are super cool. And I've actually done some of them myself and can attest to them. And I have suggested them to my female clients as well. Right. But tell us, um, where do you want to start with that? 
There's four things. There's four quadrants. There's okay. four quadrants to vaginal rejuvenation, and there's four things I recommend. And I also like to say that one of the things I like to do is I like to say there's, you know, there's the cheap, your basic gorilla got to do it type of things that are really get you a long way. And then there's things that will fix specific problems. And there's things that will even make things better and accelerate them. And that's how I kind of think about it. So the four quadrants of female issues are number one, incontinence, um, urge and stress incontinence. Um, And that happens to almost all of us. And I refuse to be a woman who has to wear a friggin' diaper. I don't want to wear a mini pad in my pants. So I, I don't want to pee my pants. I'm not going to do it. Right. So I'm going to rest, I'm going to reverse the natural atrophy of aging. I'm going to have lots of orgasms to keep everything good. I'm going to use regenerative treatments to reverse incontinence because the number one reason that women go into homes instead of staying in their home till the day they die is incontinence. Nobody wants to change their diapers. They start wetting the bed, et cetera. Mm. So if you can keep your incontinence at bay, you can die in your own home. <laughs> That's what I want to do, Jill. Mm -hmm. I want to die in my own home. I don't want to have to have somebody changing my diapers. No, it's real. It's a good point. Totally real. So um, incontinence is one quadrant. The second quadrant is atrophy of the clitoral and erectile tissue structures and the tissue itself. And what that does is it diminishes orgasmic response. When you start doing vaginal rejuvenation, you're going to come more easily and better Mm -hmm. than you have for a long time. And you're going to be like, oh my God, I didn't even know how much I'd lost. I forgot how good Mm -hmm. my orgasms used to feel. Mm -hmm. So that's the second thing. The third thing is the lubrication, the intravaginal lubrication and the um, vaginal mucosal lining friability that comes from estrogen loss. The estrogen, not the lubrication, yeah. but the vaginal friability, the thinning of the tissue that creates painful sex, especially around the introidal sphincter or the opening to the vagina. That's where we get too much friction because guys think yeah. we're like an inside out penis instead of a pocket. So learning the sex techniques helps the making whoopee and also uh, estrogen replacement helps as does good lubricants, but also rejuvenation. So, I mean, I'm so wet right now. I don't need lube, Jill. I cannot, and I'm 61. I cannot tell you how happy I am and I'll tell you what did it. And then the fourth quadrant. So we did incontinence. We did atrophy and loss of sensation. We did loss of lubrication and vaginal friability. And then the fourth one is saggy balls. It's it's when our, our vulva starts sagging, the outer labia starts sagging right? and it looks like old man scrotum. And I want a pretty vulva Yep. and uh, I want a lush, rich, plump, juicy, lubricated, responsive, orgasmic, beautiful vulva. Mm -hmm. So I put a lot, I just had a facelift. I I use expensive creams. I'm constantly working on my skin. I work out at the gym. Why wouldn't I want a beautiful vulva too? Right. I want everything to be pretty. So the aesthetic piece of things is important to me. Absolutely. So those are the four quadrants and here are the four things. This is my stack. Okay. Take a nitric oxide supplement for God's sake, it's the simplest thing you can do. Two capsules at night, it works better because you you refill your nitric oxide stores at night. It's a system where it's stored in there. So that's number one. Number two is I like that you have two options. There's people who are like, 
I just want to fix it immediately. I want it done for me. I don't want to screw around with it. I don't need to do it at home. I'm busy. I want to get up and go to work. I'm done. Those are the women who like to go get Femi Wave treatments. I don't know if you've had them yet. Have you had Femi Wave? Uh, is is Femi Wave also the light, the laser therapy? No, like, like Vivive. It's not. And I don't like that. I don't like the Vive at all. I don't like CO2 lasers. I don't like RF devices. They're too invasive. They're okay. too damaging. They make your vagina weep and they're overkill for most women. So those are a last resort. Femi wave is like Gaines hmm. wave. It's the acoustic wave. Ah, okay. I will hook you up. Um, so you can have them because you're a bio, you're a sexual biohacker and you need to have these things so you can experience them yourself. Femi wave is done outside the body. And mm -hmm. it's the one that does, it does the plumping of the labia in addition to reconstituting the clitoral structures and all the atrophy. It also does, it's the thing that gave me like the super wet lubrication, unbelievable dripping wet lubrication. I freaking love it. I'm so happy right now. It's crazy. I never thought I'd be so excited about being lubricated, but you, when you're not, you miss it. And um, so it does, and it really helps with incontinence. I was getting a lot of what they call keyhole. My girlfriend calls it keyhole incontinence, where you get out of the car, you drive into your driveway and you get out of the car and you put your key in the lock and you're going to pee your pants. You got to pee mm -hmm. so bad. And then you, you practically pee your pants on the way to the toilet. I hate that feeling. Mm -hmm. it, it's like, yeah. it's like, I got to get my shoes off and run across my carpet and get, get to the bed. I hate that. So Femi yeah. Wave gets rid of that too, which I love. Hmm. So Femi Wave is like, does all four quadrants, lubrication, vaginal laxity, it tightens and tones, it gets rid of incontinence. It, I mean, it's just so nice and so it makes you come better. Is mm -hmm. the Femi Wave um, a one-time thing or is it a series? Because I know in Gaines Wave, you know, men have to do it for several um several appointments, you know, sometimes for three or six months. And then there's like maintenance or routine, you know, on an annual basis. Yes. It's a six treatment series. Mm, and okay. what I like about that is it's like making a stew. You don't want to blast the crap out of yourself. And that's what those CO2s and RF devices do. They just blast the crap out of you. I don't like that level of hormesis, which is uh, the damage will make you stronger. Great, but don't kill me to do it. Mm -hmm. I like the the Femi wave because it's 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 slow and low and go and it just slowly gives your time it does small micro damage to the tissue it regenerates nerve tissue it rebuilds capillary action it reconstitutes the physical body tissue of the clitoris the urethra everything and it does it slowly so that you're rebuilding and rebuilding and rebuilding, it stacks on slowly. It's just like PRP, which I'm going to talk about in a mm -hmm. minute, where it's not like you do one thing and it reverses 25 years of aging. You right, know? right. You got to do it. I like slow things better than fast things, but it's the place it's where you go and they do it for you. Mm -hmm, so right. I love that. Now, a lighter weight at home device, you're not going to get the same therapeutics with a V-Fit Gold. Uh, the vagina device. It's at vaginadevice.com, mm -hmm. but you can do it yourself. And some women are just like, I'm DIY. I want the tool. I'll go slow, even slower. I don't mind if it takes longer. And I use my V-Fit as a pre-intercourse. If I know I'm going to have a date with my husband later this evening, and we usually make love, like we will, we'll have a light dinner and make love. We have 
love making dates. We schedule them. So we do it. Um, I will usually use the V fit that morning and it will engorge up inside my vagina. So mm. that intercourse feels really good before we have sex, which I love, but what this device does, and I'll hold it up here and turn it on for you, for your YouTube viewers, which will be nice. This vagina device does three things. It uses red light therapy. So this is intravaginal. It's not mm -hmm. going to fix the clitoral atrophy. Right, right. It's not going to plump up your labia, but it's going to help with incontinence, lubrication, and vaginal laxity, the thinning of the tissue that makes you feel like your vagina is open too much. Your vagina gets open, your husband's penis shrinks, and then you can't get the grip you used to for orgasmic intensity right. either. So this uses red light therapy, photobiomodulation to remodel the vaginal mucosal lining. It's really good. Women have told me I had an odor. It wasn't bacterial vaginosis. It wasn't anything. I didn't pass any tests for any problems, but I didn't like the way I smelled. And then I got mm. this vagina device and the red light apparently remodels the glycogen and can remove some odor. And mm. so for those women who are like, damn, I don't, I don't know why I can't get this thing to smell as good as I'd like it to, this might be your solution. So the red light thickens up the tissue and supports mitochondrial growth of the tissue, reversing atrophy. It mm -hmm. engorges with the warmth. It helps with Kegel toning with the warmth because it's nice and warm. And it also has vibration, which helps with Kegel toning. And so it's basically laxity, lubrication, incontinence, thinning tissue up inside the vagina. So yeah. Everything you want is up inside the vagina and you want to do it yourself. The vagina device might be the answer for you. And it feels fantastic. I get up in the morning and I put on my red light capillus cap. Mm -hmm. I put my V fit in. My husband makes me a latte. I check my email. I check the news. I scroll my Instagram and uh, do an Instagram post. And it's a 10 minute it's a 10 minute thing, the hat and the right. vagina device. And I'm, I love I'm chuckling. Light. I'm chuckling because I just got my V fit. I yeah. haven't used it yet. I just got it last week. And I also wear the laser cap HD plus for my hair growth. And I sit in front of my EMR tech red light therapy box. And so I said to my daughter who was just here for two and a half weeks from Denver. And I said, Emmy, I could literally have all three devices going at one time and just red light therapy, my entire body inside and out. She's like, Oh my God, mom. That's right? what I do. But you're being efficient. I agree. You, totally. You, you know, and, you have to make the commitment. You've got to make the time and you want to, yeah. we're women. So we're always efficient. I love it. And I'm, I'm having my latte. It's right? funny. I was at the A4M longevity conference. Mm -hmm. If you haven't gone, have you gone to that yet? No, not yet. Okay. Next year go. It's so yes. good. And they have all the wonderful devices yeah. out on the show floor and everything. And one of the things they have is this entire bed. It's like a tanning bed, but it's red light. Mm -hmm. And then it has a thing that comes down over you and does your face and your neck and your decolletage and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, I need that. That's what I really need. Right. I've already got an infrared sauna. I've got a whole body vibration machine. I've got all the toys, right. <laughs> the hats and the... Now I but I, I love the V fit also because it's affordable, right? Yes. It's affo because the Femi wave, I am guessing that it's expensive and it's a big financial commitment. Not everybody wants to start there. So this would be a great place to start at home. Exactly. So you're talking about $400 worth versus $1,500, yep. but $1,500 for six treatments is also reasonable. It's not that bad. I agree. And it's going to get you further, but it's 
but it depends on where you are. You might be yeah. at the V-fit range or you might want both or you might want one or you might want the other. This is your choice. So your nitric oxide, your V-fit, your um, Femi wave. And then if you want frosting on the cake, your PRP, your O shot or mm-hmm. orgasm shot. And I've had seven of them. I'm constantly reversing atrophy and increasing the meatiness of my clitoral structure. And um, one of my best friends is a PRP doctor, Dr. Robin Benson. If you haven't had her on your show, she'd be great on your show. She has a podcast great. too. You guys okay. can swap. Um, and um, let me know if you want an introduction. And yes. uh, she does my O shots. And it is like this goddess ceremony. She's got this divine goddess music and she's an artist. And one of the things I like about PRP is that I had a tear in my introidal sphincter. I don't know what it was from because I had to have a cesarean. So it wasn't from labor, but a lot of women have episiotomies. They have tears in their sphincter Mm -hmm. muscle from birth, et cetera, or they have horseback riding accidents. They've Mm -hmm. had labial damage. They've had clitoral damage. Lots of stuff happens to us in our vulva. And one of the things I like about PRP is that it doesn't just it doesn't just reverse the atrophy of the spongy tissue. It also can be injected specifically into the G area and the urethral area for incontinence. Fix it. She fixed that tear. That tear does not hurt me anymore. Mm. It is completely healed. So I have a nice meaty clitoral body. I have a beautiful sphincter that doesn't ever give me any pain anymore. Uh, So for women that have owies, PRP is a really nice thing. And then just because I know we take care of our husbands and male body partners, there's Gaines Wave, the vacuum Mm -hmm. erection device, penis pump, and which I call the Whopper. And there's PRP for men called the P shot or Priapus shot. And right. for, um, I have two eBooks. I've got vaginalrestorationbook.com for all of the things I've talked about in what order and how it works with mm-hmm. videos and all kinds of things. I even take you into my procedures and show you what they are like. Oh, that's great. And then I have pumpingguide.com for our male body partners. If you want to understand the PRP, the gains wave, the penis pump, you want your guy pumping. As a matter of fact, I call it hashtag self-care down there. When my husband's pumping and I'm using my V-Fit, we're both reversing atrophy and keeping our genitals in good working order with lots of blood carrying capacity. And so if a guy is starting and, and guys don't realize that they're getting less and less firm as they age and their mm-hmm. penises are shrinking. And this is how you basically do bodybuilding for your penis itself. You can keep it getting bigger and um, m- more blood carrying capacity and firmer at, with literally just with the Whopper. And then you can add on gains wave, you can add on pea shots and of course, get him on nitric oxide too, yep. because if he's taking Viagra, Many men now get down to a a regular dose of Viagra is 60 milligrams. That's the standard dose, but, or Cialis, Levitra, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But um, most of my guys have been able to wean themselves off of it by topping up their nitric oxide stores and then getting the gains waves and doing the vacuum erection device, the penis pump. And I have them as they build up their nitric oxide stores, I have them slowly go down in milligrams, like cut the Viagra Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then take a part of it just sublingually don't swallow it take it under the tongue 
uh, just before sex. And so they can take a lot less and they don't have the stuffy nose and the flushing and the headache later. So we can fix our guys as we go as well so that you all have fantastic genitals. And that's a really important point, Susan, is that both people in the relationship have to be on board with the self-care component. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, if one person is soaring ahead sexually and the other one is lagging behind, well, that's not going to work either. So I love that you brought that up. I also want to say I had the O shot on my clitoris twice and it did nothing for me. So I find it interesting. You had your seven times. So is in your experience and with other women that maybe you've um, consulted with, do you find you need to have more? Yeah. So thank you for mentioning Mm -hmm. that, Jill. I usually mention that. And that is that when you're reversing clitoral atrophy, I'd recommend you go get another one. And that's because when you're reversing clitoral atrophy, a lot of times you're so far gone that the first one you're like, I I didn't notice anything. So my girlfriend was like, it's going to work, babe. I want to give you another one. And when I had the second one, I was like, oh, okay. I was just so atrophied that I needed two. And then I was like, what if I had three? And I'm like, oh, whoa, this is great. And so now I have one just about every year. I have one when Mm. I go in and do different things, because what I've been doing, I lost half my hair to COVID. I was Mm. so thin. You could see right through to my scalp. And I had to, I'd already always been follicularly challenged because I had an undiagnosed gluten allergy that ruined my microbiome and ruined my vitamin absorption. So I wasn't making enough hair. Mm -hmm. And when I started doing PRP, what I found is that if I do, I did this before I got COVID and my hair was as thick as when I was in my thirties, then I got COVID and lost half of it. And I thought, Mm all right, well, I'm not going to be depressed about this. I'm just going to do it again. Because if I did it once, I can do it again. If PRP worked once, I can do it again. I just had a viral shedding, which means it's not anything problematic. I just can, I can reverse this. So what I have found with PRP is that when you're doing a deep remediation, not a maintenance, you, you know, you can move to maintenance, but you've got to start with remediation. Mm -hmm. I think about all of these procedures in two buckets. I think about it as sexual regenerative remediation, and Mm -hmm. then you get remediated and then you can move into biohacking, which is taking yourself from where you are higher, but you've got to get back to what you lost. So I do PRP three times, 90 days apart. And then I wait for a year. And that's when I see mm-hmm. within, okay. within the first year of doing it three times, 90 days apart, you will, by the end of that year, you'll be like, Oh my God. And another quarter after that, you'll be like, wow, I am so glad I did that. But you got to have faith that PRP platelet rich plasma injections, they take time to build new tissue. Your body is literally building new tissue. I just had PRP in my elbows. I had from lifting weights that I was, I was lifting weights and I love lifting heavy and I didn't recruit my muscles. I used my joints and I kind of messed up the tendon that goes into the elbow. So I went to reach to a Paul Handelman. He does orthopedic PRP, which is a 16 time concentration of PRP. When you get an O shot or a P shot, it's, it's just 
right from one vial. Mm -hmm. He took 16 vials and spun it down into a little tiny needle and stuck that in the joint and tendon area and kind of boom, 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 damaged and stuck it in there. And now I can feel all that tissue knitting and regrowing and coming back. So I can't lift anything for a while because I've got to let the tissue build. I don't want to tear what's being rebuilt. That's what PRP is doing. It's creating new scaffolding and then the tissue within the scaffolding. That's why you need to take a lot of collagen, vitamin C, zinc, copper, silica in combination when you're doing these restorative practices because all of your soft tissue is collagen based. So that's what you need the collagen for. And the five right. types of collagen, not just the one right. and the two, but the five types of collagen. I like right. the organics, O-R-G-A-N-I-X-X brand of collagen because it's the five types of collagen and it's organic. So I hope all that helps people. Wow, you, Susan. You know, it's a process. Yeah, you are just a wealth of <laughs> knowledge, not Good. just with sex, but just in terms of Health. living your best life and being healthy, right? And and you don't look 61. So Good. kudos on that. You look wonderful. Um, so I usually end with what are three things a woman can do right now at home to help start this, this process for her to re-rejuvenate reju re her sex life, but you have given us so many things. So I don't even feel the need to, to do that. One last question before we yeah. end, do you work privately with clients? What I do, Jill, is I, I just answer everybody's questions. So you can, when you, if you opted into any of the things that I've given you as free gifts today, mm -hmm. you'll be on my email newsletter. And I send out all this information and these sex tips and the products I like and all kinds of things. And um, you can reply to any email you get from me. And it actually comes directly to me. Oh, nice. You can also go on Instagram. I'm at Susan Bratton. And you can slide when I'm not an Instagram jail, you can slide into my Instagram DMs and ask me a question there. I prefer you email me. It's okay. easier for me to respond on my computer than my phone. And I like you to give me as much background as you possibly can so that I can get a sense of who you are, what you've been doing, how is your health, you know, what's the problem, what traumas have you had, where are you stuck, whatever it might be. And then I just reply. And a lot of times what I do, and I think this is what's, I've been blessed that people trust me because they've been emailing me so many years now. And that's what's helped me learn how to help people so well. And I just do that for free because it gets, it makes me better. And then mm -hmm. a lot of times I'll use a person's story and I'll take all the personally identifiable information out of it. And then I send the question and my answer out to my newsletter. So what, mm. what people like about my newsletter is they're hearing the stories of people all the time and my advice and then how it worked for them. I, I send back the stories about, okay, I tried it and here's how it worked. So that's how I handle it. So no, I don't do any one-on-one, -on -one, but I do answer everybody's email. Wonderful. That's excellent. I have jotted down all of those links and I will, oh, thank you. All, I will put all of that in my show notes and any other information I can uh, find on you. And I will, um, 
also put on your Instagram profile, how people can follow you. I love following you. I love all of your podcasts that you've been on. And Thank you. I know that my listeners are going to absolutely enjoy and flip over this. And they're all going to be, you know, chomping at the bit to get started on this new sex journey for themselves. Um, you've definitely have shed light on a few new things that I'm going to try for myself. And it was just such a pleasure to meet with you and speak with you. And like I said, I am a huge fan of yours. And thank you so much for joining us today on uh, the Health Trip Podcast. Thank you so much. You're, you are a joy and I appreciate your kindness. Thank you. Thank My you pleasure. so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Lifestyle changes can be hard and overwhelming to make. By building your support team of functional medicine doctors, therapists, and health coaches, you can reach your optimal health goals. Be sure to check out my other podcasts. Until we meet again, stay healthy.